1: Hey guys, welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm JC.
0: And I'm Chelsea. And today's a very special day. Yeah, today is a special day. Every day, every Tuesday is a special day, but especially this Tuesday. Really quickly, today's like main point of the episode is we're gonna give you guys some advice on
1: how to get out of a rut. How to get out of a slump, how to give yourself a little refresh, get some motivation and energy
0: back. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. We've been prepping. Okay, mm-hmm. so I don't want to see any reviews about how we've been getting lazy because we prepped a lot. We're prepped and ready for this episode.
1: But the other reason it's exciting <laughs> is because Chelsea just went to her anatomy scan, literally just mm-hmm. came from the doctor's office to find out the gender of the baby. Yep. And I said, you should tell me live on the podcast so we can get, you know, the real reaction. And so she's going to tell all of you and me at the same time, but don't get it twisted. And I Jaycee knew like first. we here. Because this is before you hear it. What, life? No, no, that's not
0: really like. I don't care about you guys. I'm just well, kidding. should we give our final like guesses? Yes, I was gonna say. I want to hear your guys' final guesses before I tell you. Okay. So and whoever wins gets gets to keep the baby.
1: <laughs> I think. I was telling you. I want. I. I think I'm the unpopular opinion by saying I think it could be a girl, but. I was saying, I want it to be a boy so it can be blue. You know, not, I don't care either way, of course. Yeah. I would love, I am so excited regardless. But I was thinking, how perfect would it be if it was blue? If it was blue, the baby. I'm like, <laughs> if it was
0: born blue. No, you know, blue for boys, pink for girls, just sticking with our color scheme, okay? So okay, I was just thinking, I tell you, on brand. I have to tell you the funniest DM that I got because. Um, I did like a pregnancy Q&A and I was like, they asked me like my first symptoms of pregnancy, which I already told on the podcast, but I wrote down like, I had weird blue veins on my boobs. And someone replied, this is when, I love my followers because they're all so funny. Someone was like, when JC gets pregnant and her veins are pink. <laughs> <laughs> the first pregnancy symptom is I have like pink veins on my boobs. I was dying. Anyway, so, okay, 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 so my what's your final guess? guess is
1: a girl, How? but I think it'd be fun if was a boy. I, you know, <clears throat> let's hear what your guess is, life. I've always thought it's going to be a boy.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, drum roll, please. It's a boy. It is? Oh, my gosh. gosh. You felt like that from the
1: beginning, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that was your
0: initial thought. That was my— I first thought it was a boy. And I remember in Palm Springs, I kept saying he. I was like, oh, him. Like, just just out of habit. And then I started to, like, look up all the myths. And it started telling me it was a girl. So then I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe it is a girl. But then Nick and I both had a dream like a month ago. So I had a dream about a month ago where we went to the doctor and I found out it was a boy. And I woke up and I was like, eh, didn't really think much of it. And then Nick, first thing he says, he's like, I had the craziest dream last night that I saw our like one-year-old son, like that it was a boy. And I was like, you are going to die. I literally had a dream last night that it was a boy as well. So and from so, that point forward, I yeah. feel
1: like you've been thinking definitely— well, not definitely, but yeah. that you thought it was a boy. I think that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Like, I felt like I wanted to be the unpopular opinion and say girl, yeah. but it almost just fits so well that it's a boy to me. Yeah. I don't know. No, it does. It feels
0: it feels very right. Yeah. Like, I was saying um, to Nick, I'll be more shocked if it's a girl. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it's a boy, but I also was trying to keep open in case it was a girl because then I didn't want to be like— not ever trust my gut again. You yeah, know? yeah, But no, we're, we were very happy. Nick was very happy. He kind of wanted a boy. I've always wanted a boy first. Mm-hmm. But then as, you know, the pregnancy was going on, I was like, it would be so fun to have a girl. We genuinely didn't really care going in. Yeah. But I think when she was doing the, so Nick can't come in with me yeah. to the appointment because of COVID and stuff. Yeah, So I told my ultrasound tech, like, don't tell me, can you just write down what it is so that I can like find out with my husband in the car, literally like two seconds after. And I was watching the screen and I thought I saw a little something and I was like, you know, maybe that's the umbilical cord, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to guess, but I had this feeling when she was doing it. I'm like, that's a little boy. Oh, I know. So, i so excited. I know. It's so crazy because there's really like two options. Yeah. So it wasn't, I was so nervous before though. I was like, oh my gosh, why am I so It's because it's like, ugh, well,
1: not it's not your fate, but it's like, it's,
0: you know, your kid,
1: your first yeah. kid that you're going to have. And you know, that's, it's such a different experience having a boy versus having a girl. So yeah. I'm sure it's just like, I know. So exciting and nerve wracking. Oh my gosh. It, I know. That just like <laughs> really fits. And you know, when it they say it's a boy, it's a boy because yeah. there's no mistakes. Exactly. You know what I mean?
0: So yeah, I um, was checking out and we hadn't opened the envelope yet. And Nick... Was looking so I got like little photos of the scan, mm-hmm. and he looks so cute with his hands. You know, uh, other people look at them and they're like, I don't really see anything. Yeah. It just looks like a blur. But now you can like see there, like it's such good quality. Like, can I see it right now? Yeah, you can see like his it's, hands, and like he was moving around so much during the scan. She was like, he is an active little boy, and most importantly, he's very healthy. So that's good. Oh, can you see like his face? Like a little outline? Um, not, I mean, kind of. Let me find a good one. Some of these, I'm like, I don't know what the heck that's a picture of, but. You know
1: what's so wild to me is that they can even do that just on a, an ultrasound on your stomach. I'm like, what? Yeah. How are
0: you seeing this? It was very strange. Okay, wait, here's a cute one. Here's um, the bottom one is literally like live action of him kicking me. His legs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How is that in you right now? I know, it's
1: crazy. Not that. I should say he now because now we know. I know. That is wild. Yeah, literally him
0: kicking you. This top picture is better of like his hands like up by his (gasps) face. so (laughs) cute. Is that such a weird experience? It's so weird when I… Because I haven't gotten an ultrasound besides like the first time I went when I was like 10 weeks. And it literally looked like a blob. (gasps) But I know. It's so cute. That is so cute. Anyways, I saw some little thing and she's like, that's the umbilical cord. And I was like, okay. And then Nick opened up the pictures and he's like it's a boy. I was like, that's an umbilical cord.
1: Oh my uh, gosh. But did they write
0: it's a boy somewhere? Like, how did you know for sure? Yeah. Her? She just wrote it literally on like a note for me. It was like, baby boy. Oh, cute. So. Know, so
1: exciting. Wow. Well, we're, we're keeping very on brand. Okay. I know so it is blue. It is blue. It does fit. That is so, so, so right. Funny that it's just perfect. Yeah. It just makes so much sense to me. I love that. I'm so excited. I know
0: now to come up with a name. Yeah. Boy names are hard. Boy names are so hard. I have a million girl names. That's why I would have been very excited if it was a girl because I'm like, oh, got the name down. Got the name on lock. Boys are harder. They are. I feel like everyone
1: universally feels that way. Yeah. I saw someone else just post that. They're like, yeah, I feel like boy names are so much harder and I totally agree. I don't know why. It seems like it's almost a fine line of being like, You can name a girl anything. Classic, cheesy. Like I don't know. For some reason, it's it's harder. You don't want it to
0: be too basic. You don't want it to be.
1: That's the only hard part about having a boy, though. Yeah, picking the name.
0: The rest is smooth sailing.
1: Boys are easy. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) we've never been parents, so keep that in mind. (laughs) Boys are easy peasy.
0: Boy, true. Anyways, very exciting. Very good day. Me and Nick have just been like. This is crazy. This is, it feels real now. Like there's a little boy inside of me. It's really happening. Mm-hmm. He's really making himself known too. He does not stop moving, like kicking and. That's so crazy, but that's yeah. good. Yeah, healthy, healthy baby. We
1: love yeah. to see it. Yep. Well, oh my gosh. Well, thank you for you guys heard it here first. Yeah, I'm breaking the news here because I love you the most. <laughs> Bless you. Oh my gosh, you. I cannot stop. I have allergies. Life, can you get me a Claritin? <laughs> Are you allergic to boys? Yes, I have cooties. Or oh, wait. <laughs> They have <laughs> you have cooties. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Don't we all love a good protein powder? I love protein shakes, mixing protein powder with like water or milk or just putting it in my smoothie. It's the best. So we are talking about a new protein powder from Ritual, which is the multivitamin company you know and trust. They have a delicious plant-based protein offered in three premium formulations for distinct life stages and unique nutrient needs, all made with the same high standards approach and commitment to traceability that Ritual is known for. So whether you're doing some reps at the gym or you're more into dog walks, we're introducing you guys to essential protein. We're here to shake things up. Like I said, protein powder is so awesome to just throw into a smoothie and it's so easy. You can, Or you can just add it with water, literally shake it up and sip it throughout the day. It's a great foundation to health, great taste, super flexible subscription service as well. And it's super easy to incorporate into any daily routine or daily ritual, especially in the mornings, I feel like.
0: Yeah, I have the pregnancy and postnatal protein powder actually. And I feel like I love a good smoothie in the morning, especially because it's one of the only thing that doesn't give me immense heartburn. But it makes me feel better that I feel like I'm covering all my bases, getting all my, you know, nutrients and vitamins that I need. Definitely.
1: So it's also made traceable. You know where the ingredients come from, which is amazing. It's supporting daily health for tomorrow as much as today. Made with nutrients to support bones, brains, muscles, and
0: help maintain muscle mass as you age. And it tastes good. Delicious handcrafted vanilla flavor made from a direct from farmer vanilla bean extract sustainably harvested in Madagascar. And in terms of standards, their peas are sustainably grown and farmed right here in the U.S. No added sugar or sugar alcohols. And like all Ritual products, essential protein is soy-free, gluten-free, and formulated with non-GMO ingredients. So why not shake up your ritual to make trying something new less scary ritual offers a money back guarantee. If you're not hundred percent in love, plus our listeners get 10% off during your first three months, just visit ritual.com slash what we said to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com slash what we said. Go check it out. CBD has become extremely popular in the past year, making it more and more difficult to navigate and choose the right company and product. Well, that is where our sponsor, Ned, comes in. They produce the highest quality, full-spectrum CBD extracted from organically grown hemp plants, all sourced from an independent farm in Colorado. Ned is a wellness brand offering science-backed and nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. If you're late to the CBD party and wondering, what are the benefits of CBD? Well, I will tell you. Cannabinoids have a wide range of benefits and regulate nearly every biological system in the human body. Some of the best known uses are as a sleep aid, you can use them to treat insomnia, as an anti-inflammatory, natural pain reliever to treat anxiety and PTSD, to treat depression as a rich source of antioxidants, and treatment of serious chronic conditions such as epilepsy, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and more. You can shop their full-spectrum hemp
1: collection, which includes their Sleep Blend, Body Butter, Hemp Oil, and Lip Balm. And then they also have a Magnesium Super Blend, Immunity Blend, and more. If you guys want to check out Ned and try their CBD for yourself, we have a special offer for the What We Said audience, of course. Go to www.helloned.com slash said or enter what we said at checkout for 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. That is H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash what we said to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. Thank you, Ned. And just a little clarification, subscription orders are already discounted 15% off the one-time purchase price. So your discount code will add 5% off for a total of 20% off subscription orders. Okay, wait, really fast. I, had, I wrote this down so that I wouldn't forget. We want to like quickly, and it will be quick, especially mm-hmm. didn't even watch the finale, give like Love Island thoughts a little bit because the U.S. Love Island, it just ended. There was the season finale. We got the winners. Yeah. Corey and Olivia, what are our thoughts?
0: Well, yeah, I didn't watch the very last episode. I watched all of them up until then. Um, and then I saw the winner, So I was like, well, what's the point? But, you know... I feel like maybe it was the only option besides Will and Kira. Mm -hmm. And not enough people were on Will and Kira's side. So I understand why they won. I feel like they're doing Will dirty. They're like editing him to
1: make him look like a freaking villain. I'm like, what did he honestly do that was so bad? Yeah, he like, he turned his head at Kostowmore for two seconds. But like, even watching back, I'm not giving excuses, but like that girl that he… She was very forward. She was so forward. And like literally was like, let's play a game. Kiss me. And he was just like, okay. Like, I think he would have felt, and this is not an excuse at all, but I think he just almost was like,
0: oh, I don't want to reject her and like make her feel dumb. Also, they were, like, this is such a weird situation, Love Island, because first of all, if you watch the UK one, this like happens a lot as well. And it's because the lines are so blurred of what they are as a couple. It's like- Exactly. They were not dating. Yeah. They are not boyfriend and girlfriend. And if they were you know solidified as boyfriend and girlfriend before it would have been cheating. Yeah, exactly. But, but if they weren't if you're just dating someone and you you've been dating them for a couple weeks in real life outside of the whatever, if they go on another date or if you have this kind of you know, you just can't communicate to them, they set them up for failure. Totally. The producers. And I feel like they were just giving and
1: he was brutally honest when he yeah, got Yeah, he was br- that's the thing that I respected is like if he would have lied about it or been like Oh, we just kind of whatever. But he was straight up, like we kissed in bed. we kissed here. we He was so yeah. honest with her almost to a point where it was like, yeah, brutal honesty. Like, he's not lying to her. Like, yeah. he's not. And he says, like, I want to just be with you now. And then he literally mm-hmm. asked her to be his girlfriend later on. I'm like, what's the problem? Why does everyone literally hate them I, and think that he's
0: horrible? I think really, like, the language barrier does add to it because he's just so blunt. And I was saying he doesn't know how to sugarcoat things because mm-hmm. when you're learning a new language, it's like you only know.
1: He, his vocabulary is not as extensive yeah. as someone who grew up speaking English only. So exactly, it's like, so he probably things- doesn't know how to communicate certain feelings. Exactly. And even like you were saying when they're like, well, do you feel guilty? And he was like, no, not guilty. I just feel like bad because of this and that. And it's like, yeah, okay, it's okay like that's I guilty. Feel pressure. Yeah, it's like you,
0: in a way you feel guilty. You just don't really like maybe know that that's what that feeling is. Exactly. No, I, I like Will and
1: Kira. I think they're like, I think they will actually last. Yeah, I think while. they should have won. Yeah. Shannon, I know that's probably an unpopular opinion. If Shannon and Josh were yes, still I there, I would have loved for them to win. But I agree. I feel like Will and Kira should have... Because I have to say, I really, I like, I like Corey a lot. I think he's super nice guy and like very genuine. I like Olivia. I like them separately. I don't know. I just don't feel like she's into him like as much, as much at all. I think they will last two seconds outside Mm of the villa. So it's just kind of, and maybe that I've never watched Love Island before. So I don't know that it always has to be like a, a perfect couple that wins, but I'm just like, As an actual couple, they should definitely not have one. They were not the strongest at all to me. No,
0: I was saying um, from some of the seasons I've watched from like even UK… Very rarely is it, like, the couple that's been going strong the whole time. It's mm. always someone who— It's usually, like, the one person who's had a rough go about. And that's why I feel like they won because Corey had a little bit of a rough go about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he could not catch a break, the poor guy. And so it was kind of maybe for him. Just his,
1: like, redemption. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. oh, he fell in love with his best friend and now, you know, yeah. the story of it. But. It would have
1: been cuter if I felt genuine from her. Like, if I felt like she was obsessed with him, mm-hmm. I think I would feel differently. But I just feel like she's just kind of like, sure, yeah. Yep, I like you. I'm like, eh something about you is not mm-hmm. into it. And that rubs me the wrong way.
0: Last thing I will say about Love Island is we gave Jeremy Jeremy, a little bit of a bad rap last time. We were love like, him. No. And he really showed his personality in the last couple episodes. I was like, wait, he's funny. He is funny. You know I didn't what I, see what it was before. I'm like, he's the most boring human on the planet. Same. But you know what? I also
1: think that was like an editing thing. I, I honestly think mm, that because everyone seemed to have been seeing it but us. So it's like, as far as the people in the villa, they yeah, were all exactly. saving him every week. They loved him. Therefore, I'm sure he's being a fu- his funny self. Mm-hmm. They're just editing him to look boring. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know what is going on, but I feel like that was, that also kind of scares me because reality TV, I'm just like, they can make you look like anything they want. Anything. They just have to
0: edit it a certain way and totally. you look horrible, horrible. Speaking of editing, um, also Bachelor in Paradise started this week. Did you, haven't watched did you watch it yet? It? Oh, mm-hmm. I've only watched one episode, but um, I'm actually very excited. It really? gives me Love Island vibes, just not on every single night, yeah. unfortunately. But I, I like Bachelor in Paradise way better than Bachelor or Bachelorette. Yeah. So it was it's good. It, the new first host? episode was good. Yeah. Um, David Spade is literally the host. That's right. Was he's it funny? Good? I thought so. It was, a, it was different. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice. It was kind of like a refresh. Like a different show almost. Yeah, because you're so used to Chris Harrison um, mm-hmm. narrating and stuff too and introducing, but it was literally David Spade and I love David Spade. So I was like, okay, cool. Interesting. I I'll think it's literally T-Pain that. that narrates as well. I'm sorry. He's like, let's get into And I'm like, um, <laughs> what? Are we at a NASCAR, NASCAR race? Like, That's the, funny. The announcer sounds like he's like at a sporting event. But yeah, it's, it's pretty good cool it looks very dramatic from the preview love that
1: but it is not like love island in the sense that it's not current right no it's like it happened a while ago right yeah
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay so yeah you'll you'll watch an episode and it's like a couple days instead of one day Mm -hmm. you know because they've already wrapped
1: filming and now it's
0: i believe they've wrapped filming i want to say because they show previews of like the end right Okay. Also, sometimes with the previews, I'm like, uh, you just gave it away.
1: Yeah. Now we know who they end up with. Okay. Yeah. It's like someone being
0: like, I love you so much. I want to marry you. And it shows the other person they're talking to. You. I'm like, um, okay. It takes oh. away all mystery of like who they start all out with. elements of surprise.
1: Sometimes I feel like movies do that.
0: I'll yeah. watch a trailer. I'm like, okay, I just saw the whole movie. I yeah. know exactly how it ends. Yeah. Just, I'll just skip through the first 30 minutes because <laughs> yeah. I don't even need to know. It's also, true. really quick, I want to give my sister a birthday shout out because when this goes up, it will be her birthday the day before. Nice. Right? Is this come up on the 24th? This goes up on the— Oh, it will be on Leif's birthday. Oh. Okay, well, let's give double birthday shout-outs Double birthday shout-outs. Leif's birthday is today. Abby's birthday was yesterday. Go wish them both a happy birthday on their Instagram. We love our Virgo king and queens. Yeah. Wait, is she a Virgo? I'm assuming. Yeah, she is. She's, like, on the cusp of Leo and Virgo. Okay. So,
1: Virgos. I forgot that their birthday is one day apart. Yeah. Happy birthday, Abby and Leif. Two of our favorites. Okay. Should we get on into
0: it? Yeah, let's get on into it. By the way, Doja Cat's new album. Fire? Is fire. Really? Have I you listened, listened to it? Uh-uh. It is- I've listened to Christmas music.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting in the spirit. Yeah. It's so good. Like, I just feel like she is she knows so how to talented. She knows how to make a bop. She does unique things that I haven't heard before. Yeah. That's why I like a lot of her songs because they're so interesting. One of her songs, I believe it's Need to Know. I was listening to to it. Need to Know. Yeah. And I realized, as I was listening to the full song, I realized that there are four or maybe there were five different parts of the song that are TikTok viral and their own TikTok trends. Really? There's one that's like a transition that everyone does. There's one that's a dance. There's one that's, it's like, I heard from a friend of a friend that that, that's a whole other trend. There are five within one song. And I'm like... I'm sorry, but this girl just knows how to make a viral Tik, She owns TikTok. She owns TikTok. Like, eh, I just can't believe. But all the songs are actually listen. so good. Like, I was driving and I just put the album on, like the whole album. And there was maybe one song that I was like, eh. But like all the rest of them, I was like, this is so good. Yeah. I love her. And I love I love it. her too. Is it? Okay. I have a question. Is it yeah. Doja Cat or Doja Cat?
0: I you don't know. I, have I, mean? no is clue. It like I would say Doja.
1: Day? I say Doja too, but I don't know.
0: I feel like she says Doja, right? Oh yeah. I'm trying to think, like in the songs.
1: I think she does say Doja. I don't know. S- sounds better to me. Same. But. We'll have to look it up. But anyway, if you need a f- new album to listen to, it's so good. Lots of bangers on there.
0: I was listening to Grown Up Christmas List. Love you know that song? Mm-hmm. Of course. Are you kidding?
1: Um, <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, really fast. Before- well, this is what. I'm going to start us off by saying this one thing. Okay. I just want to say, if you're in a slump or in a rut, this is what the beautiful thing is about life, okay? Is that you can give yourself a fresh start at any time. I wanted to say that because I feel like we're in kind of a weird spot of the year where I guess school's starting, so that's kind of a fresh start for some people, but You know, then the holidays come and then it's the new year. So it's like you kind of, I feel like a lot of times it's easy to just be like, oh, I'll start that in the new year. Or like, it seems kind of like a weird time to like start new habits. Yeah. To me, at least. I don't know. Um, But it's cool that we can give ourselves a fresh start literally any time we want. Yeah. Any month, any day. Doesn't even have
0: to be a Monday.
1: Yeah. Any hour, any day of the week. So just keep that in mind while you listen to this episode. If you're feeling... You know, like you are in a rut and you want to just a little refresh, but you're like, oh, but yeah, don't you don't need to wait for Monday. You don't need to wait for January. Like we can refresh and restart and revamp things right now, today, tomorrow morning. Literally teaches them to procrastinate. I'm like next week, next Monday, <laughs> next month. No, but literally, literally now. So I just wanted to say that because I feel like a lot of times, I just hope that this episode gives you a little boost of like
0: gives you good feelings, and gives you a little boost of energy, motivation. Yeah. So going off of that, people are always like, why do you talk about JC's dad? Like in, in the podcast, are you guys just super close? I'm dead. And he's my life coach, if you guys have missed that. So that's why I, I reference like conversations or advice or whatever. Um, and we had like one of our calls today. And I like was talking about this. I'm like, oh, we're doing our podcast about this. If you have anything you want to say, like, tell me. Yeah. And We were just kind of talking about how, when you even just talk about getting out of a rut or you listen to something that's uplifting content like this, for example, we were both listening to Lauren Elizabeth's um, podcast with Tinks, and she was kind of talking about this. And literally, without doing a thing, just by bringing awareness to it, it helped so much. Like me feel better. Yeah, Yeah. Where I'm like, at that point, that's when I started to want to think of a new exercise routine and I started feeling a little bit more mo- motivated and I started feeling like, oh, I'm going to get up and do this and get this done because just the awareness that, go, like, that comes with talking about it or writing it down or anything like that helps so much. So it's yes. like, even just by listening to this, I'm sure you're starting to notice like as we talk, I mean, hopefully you're, you're like that feeling in your chest starts to just like warm up a little bit and you just start feeling good. You're just like, okay, mm-hmm. I feel better.
1: And when you feel
0: better, you're going to want to do stuff. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. By the way, shout out to my dad. He just started posting a little bit more on his Instagram. If you guys want to follow him, it's at Andrew McKee, M-C-K-E-E coach. And he posts some, he has some like graphics and just some insights and thoughts. I feel like he's, has some really good things on there. So if you guys want to follow or check out some of his stuff, go check it out. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about, to start off, like some little steps and things you can do to give yourself a little refresh. Mm -hmm. Reframe everything, kind of just, you know, if you're feeling eh, to kind (laughs) of just shape up a little.
0: Yeah. And I think both of us have kind of felt that way recently Mm -hmm. as well, which is probably why we both want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we're both on the up and up, but I have felt a little bit like just not really motivated. Yeah. Just had like lower energy days, mm-hmm. which just makes me not feel great. And I just feel like uh, letting things like, you know, slip by and just not being like my happiest self, which is what I would define as like a rut, I guess. Yeah. So that's why we want to talk about it. And use our own advice. I think what you said earlier
1: too, to that point of like, when you even hear people talking about how, what they're doing to help their energy and their motivation, how it kind of lights you up and makes you feel like, okay, I can, you know, makes Mm -hmm. you just feel good. I feel like even saying that yourself, because I have been posting more about how like, I've kind of gotten my creativity back. I'm feeling really good. And I've been getting so many, like flooded with so many positive DMs that are just like, you're glowing, like you're giving such good energy. And it makes me even feel happier because I'm like, I feel like for the past, you know, for this summer and like sharing my fertility journey, I've been getting a lot of just like DMs that are like, oh, I'm so sorry. And it's kind of just always like a somber tone. Yeah. Which almost again, and people are so nice. And I really appreciate those messages. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like everything just had a more like serious, somber approach. And now that I've just been kind of having fun doing little dances on TikTok and getting ready and doing photo shoots people are like I love this and it just it's all like just very good energy
0: no exactly and and that's actually something else I was going to say is you kind of decide you can decide when you want to get out of your rut it's like nothing else is holding you back I mean there are going to be external situations or circumstances that are making you feel sad that's 100% like um, normal yeah and valid but um, even when I was talking to your dad today about it something he said I, I was like I need to write this down so I don't forget he was like you're not in a rut. You're just judging yourself. And you just, you're you basically deciding how deep your rut is by yeah. how much you're shooting on yourself. I should be doing this. You know, I should be doing this. It's just self-judgment. And so you kind of put yourself in that rut because you're like thinking I'm in a rut. So it can be as simple as like deciding, like, I'm going to get out of this rut now. Like, I'm done with this rut. And of course, it doesn't fix everything overnight, but it helps a lot.
1: Exactly. Even to that point, I was just reading a book and he was talking about how I forget how he worded it, but something to the effect of the only problem is not that you're unmotivated. It's that you think you should be motivated. Yes. Which is kind of the same thing. It's like you're beating yourself up for being like, oh, I'm so unmotivated when who's the judge here? You're just, you know. It's comparison. It's comparison. It's like you're unmotivated compared to who, compared to who you used to be. Like, it's just your own thoughts kind of sabotaging you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Definitely. So, should we start kind of? Because we both wrote down some like physical things that you can also do, but we also want you to know that it mostly mindset wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but these, these are things, things will help your mindset. Exactly. Like when you're physically doing stuff, it will help you. Uh, yeah, reset, I guess is a good word.
1: Mm-hmm. You start, and okay. I'll just chip in because ours are kind of similar points. We were talking about them a little
0: bit. And yeah, yeah, I'll just give my thoughts as well. Okay. So the first one that I wrote down was to clean or clear your space. So this can, this doesn't have to be like your entire space. Obviously that would be amazing. But if you just even start with something small, like think about cleaning out all of your old underwear and socks, like just go through your underwear drawer and get rid of like all the underwear you don't wear anymore. That's like has a hole in it. Your socks that don't have a match you know, your old gym clothes that are just, you don't wear anymore. You can go clean out your fridge, clean out your pantry, just start somewhere, clean out your junk drawer or obviously clean your room or something like that. But that, if you've read the book, the, wait, what is it called? The life-changing magic of tidying. That is like one of the main points she makes is you'll notice whenever you're trying to do your homework or something and you have so much homework to do, but your room's a mess, like you'll just start cleaning your room. It's because sometimes physically we have to like clear our space around us to feel better. It's like, even you guys just had your house clean. It's like, feels so nice in here. It's just yes. like, I mean, not their house is dirty, like, but okay. <laughs> I'm like, it finally feels good in here. No, I'm just saying like, you can just feel a difference when there's like, you know, people have just wiped down the floor or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. Well, and to that, so there's
1: two aspects of cleaning your space. And I think one of those is just tidying up. And, you know, maybe if your desk is messy and you're trying to do work, it's like, okay, clear things up, light a candle. That's going to make you feel so much better. But also, what I had written down, which is what you're just talking about is reducing your belongings. And like minimalism really, when you get rid of things you don't need, it helps clear your mind a lot and it affects so much more than you even realize. And it's even to the point of like, if your closet or your drawers are just an absolute mess, maybe you're trying to start the habit of going to the gym or working out every morning, but you're like, "Where are my workout clothes? Okay, I can't find a match for this. and you're just like, I'm literally just not going to the gym because this is so annoying. Like, Or you're trying to get your yoga mat out to stretch, but your room is so messy that it's like, where am I going to put this yoga mat? I'm just too stressed. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. So it affects other good habits that you could be starting when,
0: you know, things are just messy. Yeah. And it's always subconsciously in your mind. It's like, for example, so our garage has been filled to the brim with junk, with boxes. We went through our garage and we got rid of, like I made a huge pile of what I want to get rid of, this junk. And we literally had so many boxes just from... I don't even, I honestly don't even know where all the boxes came from, but it was, uh, you guys would be disgusted if you saw the pile. It was like, we were hoarders or something. And it was like an organized pile, but I subconsciously always knew that my garage was was an absolute, just like, yeah, just filled to the brim. And so the other day, Nick was like, I am sick of this. And I'm like, me too. Like, I can just always sense it that I know that it's a mess in there. So we finally got like, we just rented a truck from Home Depot and like took it to the dump and got rid of it brought some stuff to like be donated to Goodwill. And it feels so good just knowing that that's clear. It feels Even though so I don't good. see it every day. It feels so good. And I
1: think I have a similar, well, this is like a, well, my whole guest room is a nightmare and it kind of makes me feel the same way where I'm just like, there's way too much stuff in here. But there is a plant in there that has been dead for months, literally decrepit. Like it was dead <laughs> when we moved in. It's the owner's plant, but it was dead yeah. when we moved in, literally. And we just don't really utilize that room that much. It's honestly more of a storage room for us because this the space we have, we don't really have any closets. So it kind of is just where all our crap goes. And people sleep there sometimes if we have family or friends that come visit. But like, it doesn't get used that often. So there's just this hanging plant that is just completely dead. It has been there for so long, like embarrassingly long. I've done and that. And I told Leif yesterday, I, was like, I said, do you know what's been haunting me? Is that plant. And he's like, me too. <laughs> And he's like, I'm scared. Life is terrified of spiders. He's like, I'm just scared to touch it because of spiders. I'm like, okay, well, let's go in there together right now and just get rid of the freaking plant. And I took it. I was actually took me 30 seconds. I took the plant out and life took it to the trash. And we're just like, that's what we've been avoiding. And, and like you said, it's not even like i am been avoiding it, but just consciously on the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I need to get Every the plant. Every time you walk eh, past yeah. the room. Every time I walk past, I'm like, I need to do the plant. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Eh, who cares? No one's in there. And then just doing it, I'm like, wow, that was so nice to just get that done. And to just go on off on a little tangent because I think it relates, motivation comes from action. And that is actually a fact that literally I was just reading in a book about how our brains work. And our brains don't really get that release or like we don't get that motivation until we start doing something. Yeah. So a lot of people, like, you're going to just be waiting until you're dead. If you're waiting for motivation to do every little thing, you have to start somewhere. And that's with cleaning your room, going to the gym, doing any sort of new habit that you want. Just start. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're just like, oh, my gosh, I'm
0: so overwhelmed. Like, go start picking out the yellow leaves in your plants, for starters. Yeah. Because that bugs me, too. If I walk up by a plant, it just has, like, a yellow leaf or a dead leaf, and I'm like, just leave it there for days. It's Like, just go— and then I'll pick out the plant. And then I'm like, I should water this. Then I start watering it. And then, you know, exactly. Thing, you know, my house is clean.
1: Exactly. That's what happens to me too, where I'll start something little. And then it just kind of, you just start getting motivation from there. And you're like, oh, might as well. Like I've cleaned half the drawers. Might as well just clean all of them or whatever it is. Yeah, an so object in motion stays in motion. That's a scientific fact. Mm-hmm. So you just got to start somewhere. And I think it can be overwhelming too, if you feel like you have a lot of things that you need to be doing. You're like, okay, well... I don't, you know, have a workout routine. I want one. Also, my house is a mess. Also, my job. You know, if you mm-hmm. start, if you have a lot of things, I think it can just feel overwhelming to the point where you're just like, I'm just not going to do any of it. Yeah. You just have to start somewhere. Yeah. With one thing at a time. And I think that's really key is one thing at a time because otherwise it is too overwhelming. Like, and when you're not you going to anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. When you look at your laundry pile, just think, you don't have to think, I have to put away all of that laundry. Just think, I'm going to go put away those shorts. I'm going to fold those shorts and put them away. And
1: you'll just be already up there. You'll be like, I'll just put it all away. Yes. Something else. Sorry, I'm just going off. But it, I feel like it all is relating to this one thing. Something else that I was reading is that, like, we think that we're going to be somehow Superman tomorrow. Like, whenever it's just like, oh, I'll just do that tomorrow. I'll just do that tomorrow. Yeah. I'll just do that tomorrow. You are the same person <laughs> that you're going. You're not going to
0: feel different tomorrow. You're
1: not going to feel different tomorrow where you just, like, have this boost of energy and you want to just do, you know— I'll read this thing. It says, when we're tired or when something unexpected happens, we consider doing things the next day. It's funny that for some reason we feel we'll somehow be different tomorrow, as if we'll wake up full of energy, radiant like Superman. We think our future selves will be able to do things better than our current selves. And it just says, we must keep in mind that tomorrow we will do the same things we do today. That's such a good point. Bluntly, you're not going to be a different person tomorrow that's randomly going to have all this motivation and energy. You're literally going to do the same things you did yesterday. Yeah. So if you want to make a change,
0: that's up to you just to see start. If, yeah, just see if you can do it with the energy level that you have right now. Mm-hmm.
1: And just start. It is the button-free, zipperless, softest clothing option for me and probably <laughs> for you too. You guys, Brooklinen now has loungewear, which is amazing. I absolutely love Brooklinen. That is my entire bedding situation. All my pillows, my comforter, my towels. Like I'm obsessed with this brand and now they have loungewear. And we did get some of it and it is so freaking soft. I've actually been wearing the t-shirt to bed Mm -hmm. multiple nights in a row. It's so comfy to sleep in. Just the softest, loungiest, butteriest fabric. Not only can you sleep on a cloud with Brooklinen, you can wear a cloud. Wow. We love that. So Brooklyn has been listening to what we all need most and they responded with ultra comfy loungewear. This loungewear has classic cuts, no zippers for limitless comfort that you can pull off in real life so you can luxuriate in coziness all day
0: and also offers bundle deals on loungewear so you can get more comfort for less money. Who doesn't love more for less money? And if you're looking for more ways to enhance your comfort, check out Brooklinen's candles, eye masks, and accessories to properly celebrate your chill. There is a reason that Brooklinen has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting.
1: Also, I feel like this is a perfect episode to be talking about comfy loungewear, eye masks, all that stuff, because we're talking all about health and wellness, romanticizing your life. And a big part of that is like having a nice little nighttime or that makes you happy and feeling super comfortable in bed. So yeah, talk
0: that. about feeling reset and refreshed yes. when you wake up wearing Brooklyn and loungewear. That's exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. So go on, get comfortable and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklynin.com and use the promo code what we said to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's b r o o k l i n e n.com and enter promo code what we said for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklynin.com promo code what we said. A question I actually get asked a lot is what bra I wear, which I understand. People with all different sizes. I understand. I have massive jugs. I understand it's hard to find something that fits these massive jugs, but alas, I found the most premium, comfortable bra, and they are from Harper Wild. You guys, I can't recommend them enough. I've gotten two styles from them, one that's a little more form-fitting for, you know, like a t-shirt or something tight, and then like a comfier lounge bra that I, I, I can sleep in it. That says a lot if I can sleep in it.
1: I freaking hate bras, and it's really nice because we can get two perspectives here from a large, um, from a well-endowed. From the little titty,
0: wait, what is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> little titty committee?
0: Itty-bitty. Oh, itty-bitty, duh.
1: Okay, anyway, we, I have no boobs, Chelsea has boobs, okay? <laughs> and I also love these bras. If I'm going to wear a bra, it has to be so, so comfortable. Otherwise, I'm going braless because why uh, would, why you would put, I? Why would you cage them? Exactly. But these are super
0: soft, form-fitting fabric, like you mm-hmm. said, that's very, very comfortable. Yeah. Harper Wild makes bras that put comfort first. Their collection of quality basics includes the base, a lightly lined everyday bra in a range of nudes that won't show through your shirt, and the bliss, a bralette that provides lift while feeling like a second skin. It really does. That's Love a great that. way to explain it.
1: With Harper Wilde, you can always count on buttery fabrics and thoughtful construction for all-day comfort. Plus, with an easy interactive fit quiz, beautifully priced bundles, and free returns, they've made the act of shopping for bras painless too, which we absolutely love. You even get a handy bra recycling kit with your purchase, which is so awesome. So stay in your comfort zone. <laughs> love that. Go to harperwild.com slash what we said today so you can get 20% off your first purchase because the only thing better than a comfortable bra is getting a discount just for being a what we said listener. That is 20% off at harperwild.com slash what we said, harperwild.com slash
0: what we said. Another thing that I wanted to point out kind of before we get into more of these other things that even when I was listening to that podcast episode, there's, or any kind of self-help content, I always, the the ego in me wants to be like, I know this. Like, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to listen to any more. I was even telling your dad this this morning. I'm like, sometimes this toxic part of me, like I haven't read any self-help content lately. I haven't even listened to podcasts because in my mind, I'm like, I have all the, you know, answers. I have all the advice. I know what to do. If I'm sad, I know what to do. But it's like I was saying, just hearing it, yeah, just hearing it, and like the energy that surrounds it, yeah. And I can't, Sorry. I'm uh, literally trying to put I'm words like, in my mouth. Uh, no 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think if this is like your dad's quote or if it's from something, if it's from somewhere else. But basically, like, um, knowledge is the enemy of learning. And so, when I was listening, I'm like, I do know that these things help me. Like, I do know that I should drink more water. I do know that I could, you know, get up, like we said, and clean my space. I know that will help me. But even just hearing it and like repetition is. Good for you, and mm-hmm. it's it's your friend. It helps you understand and and realize. And each time you hear something, you're gonna hear it differently, mm-hmm. even if it's the same exact thing. Which just kind of reminded me, like, to drop my ego and just continue to consume uplifting content. Yeah, like, just you never learn. know enough. Even if we're everything that we say in this episode, you already know. Like, duh, that helps me. It's just good to hear it, and it's good, good, good to, to think reminded. about it, and be like, okay, yeah, you know what, I did know that, but. I, it doesn't matter if i knew that it's like it's good to hear it and it's good to kind of internalize it and it maybe in a different way and see different opportunities you know ideas in your head that come up when you listen to it
1: i completely agree it it's good to and that was on my list as well is like consuming uplifting content because mm-hmm. it usually does just give a little spark of energy or motivation whenever i'm listening to self-help stuff and it's one thing i think there's a line between being obsessed and like you know what i mean oh, just taking in self-help content all day, every day, and just like almost becoming to where you're not even having fun. It's just like, how can I better myself? It's like, you want a balance of just like having fun and living life, but also like you want to live an energized, healthy, balanced lifestyle, then it's awesome to take in that content. It's awesome that, to be reminded. Yeah, that helps you and makes you feel good. So I completely agree. I am a huge podcast listener and mm-hmm. I love listening to podcasts. I listen to one every single morning. I honestly listen to most of it at the time, two podcasts a day. Really, Mm-hmm. and like I love listening to the morning toast just to get like some entertainment but I also love I've been back on my skinny confidential grind yeah they've had some really good guests lately about like brain health and just interesting things and like you said it's just good to learn like, yeah it feels really good Mm-hmm. so I've been back on that and there's a few others but
0: I just love listening to that kind of stuff because it
1: motivates me a lot
0: yeah I, I do want to give out the suggestion of a podcast, speaking of uplifting content, um, the Plant Proof Podcast. I've mentioned it before, but um, his name's Simon Hill and he like just wrote a book about plant-based diet and he taught, like always has people on talk about diet and whatever. But I just listened to this podcast the other day and it gave me the same feeling where it's like, sometimes I think I know everything about health and I absolutely don't. So I don't know why the hell I think I do. (laughs) But again, that's the ego in me. And he had someone on about like plant-based pregnancy and plant-based infancy and whatever. And I was like, wait, I do have so many questions about this. Like, I just need to learn. And again, knowledge is the enemy of learning. So I think I know everything. And I was listening. And I learned so much. And it just, it made me want to eat healthier. And it made me want to like look into it. And not in a stressful way where I'm like, oh, now I'm stressed out. It was just like so informational. Um, educational. Yeah. And, and a good reminder more than anything else. Again, nothing I haven't heard before, like eat your, eat your vegetables, but... Yeah. I ha- I also had like consume uplifting content, mm-hmm. whether it be self-help books, whether it just be people talking about it's, something positive.
1: It's really important. And I think we don't even realize how much it affects us. Like I even have caught myself like, I love consuming people's content who, you know, like YouTube videos or something, if they live like just a very healthy lifestyle where it's like they share recipes and like whatever because it makes me feel so good and it puts me in that frame of mind and honestly like sometimes even I catch myself when I'm watching just like content that's a little bit I don't know the word just mind numbing yeah mind numbing and not as like health uh, healthy like I'm just picturing like people just eating like fried foods Mm -hmm. or like you know what I mean when I even just watching that I kind of uh, just get into like I don't know. It doesn't motivate me or inspire me in yeah. any form or fashion, which is fine. Like I said, you don't have to be constantly consuming self help content, but you do want to be mindful because who you closely follow, the things you watch every day, it does have an effect on your mind. It really does. And Skinny Confidential, Lauren always says it's kind of like the quote that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time around. It's the same with people whose content you consume. You're going to become more like them, actually, because if you're watching their stuff every single day, their stories, their YouTube videos, their TikToks, you're bound to pick up on some of their mannerisms, of their habits, because that's literally who you're surrounding yourself with. Exactly. So
0: you want to surround yourself with people who you want to be more like. 100%. Um, Another like point that I had moving on to the next was do something that grounds you physically. Cleaning also does that. And some of my other points also will do this. But for example, maybe something like physical activity. Mm -hmm. um, I know especially helps me because it, first of all, gets my mind kind of in a quieter place where I can have better ideas. I can have better insight. Like I'm more connected to my intuition when I am doing something where I'm in the present moment, like playing pickleball even, or going on a walk or swimming or doing something outside. Any you know, kind of nature activity whatsoever. I've been like craving it even more. Like I want to go camping. I'm not a camper, but I've been wanting to like go camping and go swimming and just like be outside. First of all, not really in LA because it's so effing hot. I can't even step outside. But even today was like kind of overcast and I was like, let's go on a walk. Like let's be outside. Mm -hmm. And I think whenever you do that, you can kind of start to notice that you are at your peak awareness, because you're not focused on the present. You're not focused, or sorry. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that would be nice. (laughs) I'm like, you are constantly worried about the past. No, you're not thinking about the past. You're not thinking about the future. It's like dogs. They don't think about anything else besides the task at hand. And that's when you're being the most present and the most connected to that knowing, to those good ideas. That's when you're going to have the most, uh, the best intuition and the best, you know, thoughts because you're not, well, I guess not even the best thoughts. uh, Your thoughts are not consuming you. They're not like a cloud over you. Yeah.
1: I think, I mean, going off of that, unplugging. And I think that's why I love working out actually Mm -hmm. so much is it's great because obviously my endorphins are going. I'm sweating. I'm getting a good workout in and doing something that's good for me. But at the same time, I don't have my phone and I'm not worried about anything but the weights I'm lifting. And I think that's really a freeing feeling. And whatever form of exercise you do, that's amazing. Even if you're walking around your neighborhood yeah, like you said, you're not focused on anything but just doing the thing you're doing
0: and it's um, so like you're completely focused on your body. You're like, okay, especially when you're lifting weights because you're like, okay, I'm fo- I'm doing a glute exercise. So I'm like focusing so much on my glutes. It's mm-hmm. like your mind is not thinking about all these other things. No. It's clear, it's literally clearing your head.
1: Mm-hmm. And also, in today's world, we have so 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 many distractions that we've actually lost a lot of thinking time. I was listening to, is actually a Skinny Confidential podcast, and he was talking about how, let's say you're at the airport and your flight gets delayed. And so you're like, okay, you know, I have to wait here for an additional hour. Most, of the pe- most people immediately get on their phones. It's like, okay, well, yeah. how am I going to distract myself for the next hour? Whereas before, you're just forced to sit there. Like maybe you could read a book or something, but you know, in past times. It's like you didn't have something to numb your mind immediately. Mm -hmm. And now we have that option. So it's like, oh, I'm stuck in this line for 10 minutes. Well, I'm going to just go on Instagram then. I'm, you know, I'm stuck here. I'm just going to numb my mind. And because of that, we've lost a lot of time to just think and just to like sit there and just to focus on where you are and what you're doing. I feel like I numb my mind so much, not even on purpose. Like anytime something like that happens where even if I'm in the the grocery store line and it's taking a while, I'm on TikTok Like because I'm just like, well, what else am I going to do? Well, I could just sit there and think and just be, and that would be great, (laughs) you know? Just be, So literally. I think that's something to be aware of. And I've been trying to be a little bit more mindful of just social media and my phone in general. I'll find myself. I'll just click on Instagram completely for no reason. I don't need to be on there at all. I'll just click on it. And I've been physically being like, no, I don't need to be on there. Mm-hmm. That's what is that doing for me right now? I don't need to post anything. And I don't, I have other stuff I need to be actually be doing. I just checked.
0: There's nothing yeah, new.
1: I just checked. There's nothing new. I'm actually busy. I have a busy day and I need to get stuff done. So what am, why are we doing that?
0: Why am I giving my time to this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Well, do you, should I keep going the next things I have yeah, or do you have something? Just keep
1: going and I'll just okay. Um,
0: the next thing that I have is kind of the same thing as, you know, physically grounding yourself. It's an activity, but cooking a healthy, nutritious meal, going so far as to like plan a new one, you know, maybe go on Pinterest or, you know, find somebody that you know that posts really good recipes and plan it out and be like, okay, you know, on Saturday morning, I like on Saturdays, I mean, I haven't been doing this since I've been pregnant because I've been sick as a dog and only eating bagels, but <laughs> I was on Saturday mornings, like making a new breakfast. So I'd try and make biscuits and gravy and, you know, um, just different kinds of breakfast foods. And it was so fun because I would plan it. I would go to the grocery store and make sure I had all of the uh, ingredients and kind of make it more of an experience instead of just like, oh, what am I going to eat for dinner? I'll throw something together. And cooking is such a good exercise, like a mental, emotional exercise.
1: Creative as well.
0: Yeah. Because it allows you, first of all, it's better for you because it sounds cheesy, but when you are cooking food, you are physically putting like that extra ingredient of like love into it and your work. And this may be a little, you know, Woo-woo or something. Woo-woo. But it's like if you go to a restaurant and, the you know, the chef is super mad and he's cutting your food like just aggressively, it's like I believe you kind of get that energy from them. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of—that energy transfers. So if you're making your own food and you, are you know, have some relaxing jazz music on or something and it's a good experience— And you're feeding your family with that or you're just feeding yourself or whoever with that. I just believe that's just good for your energy. It's, you know, it's raising your vibrations. And again, it's a task that you're completely present. You're just thinking of, you know, how do I not burn this? That's literally what I'm thinking most of the time. Like, how do I actually save this? this? (laughs) But it's a good experience. And and it's, well, unless you do burn it, but it's uh, satisfying. It kind of like ticks off that little reward in your brain of like, oh, I completed this task. I did something that I wanted to do and
1: I did it definitely something I need to work on doing more of for sure I feel like it's hard when you're because like you said I feel like sometimes cooking for me is not satisfying because it's not as good as I want it to be Mm -hmm. like the end result I'm just like "Uh, I would have rather paid money to eat this because it's not that great yeah but that just takes practice. Yeah. So it's like, if I
0: want to get better, I need to keep doing it. Yeah. And you can look at, at, at this experience as well as like a growing experience, a learning experience. So it actually is a good practice because of that. It teaches you to be patient, teaches you that, you know, the journey of it is the most important part of it, that it can still be fun. Even if it's not perfect at the end, that doesn't matter. The result is not the main point of cooking the meal.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, my next thing, and you might have something similar, is shower. Um, I I don't have that, but I feel like showering is such a great little refresh. I feel like whenever I'm just feeling gross, like my hair is greasy. I'm just like, I got to get in the shower when I shower, especially when I just do the whole shebang, like shower, shave, exfoliate, like get out, put some lotion on, even go so far as like do a face mask. If I'm feeling crazy, I just feel so rejuvenated. And I feel like that's something anyone can do is just Take a shower.
0: Mm-hmm. It doesn't even...
1: You could even just take a quick shower, but just getting clean... Totally. ...feels
0: really, really good. And... Especially totally. a cold shower. Did you just say that? No, I just said oh. it doesn't have to be a long shower. Oh, oh. Especially a cold shower because it literally shocks your nervous system, which yeah. is good because it literally like will reset you. Nick has been taking strictly cold showers lately. I don't know wow. how he does I it. I need but to do
1: that because I've heard amazing things. It's just... I just love hot
0: showers. It I feels know. so good. I know what though? Because it's been so hot here... And we only have like a wall AC unit. So our house actually is pretty hot. I will take colder showers. And it feels so nice when it's hot outside to take a cold shower because it feels like I'm swimming
1: or something. That's true. I feel like also cold showers are good in the morning and hot showers are good at night. Mm-hmm. So because you do want to be warm and relaxed yeah. at night. But cold showers is going to shock your system and kind of get you Wake awake. You Even doing like the ice roller on my face in the morning. Yeah. Or having cold water on my face feels so... It makes you feel so oh, invigorated. so good. Yeah. It's really
0: nice. Another little, what? Nothing. Oh, literally scowled at me. Oh, I didn't mean to. (laughs) The next thing I have was think about one of these. So this is actually something that I do with my clients a lot is like, especially in our consultations, is I ask them to think about times in their life when they were the happiest or like their best self. And this is a good exercise because when you think about that time, you can kind of ask yourself, like, what was I doing? Who was I surrounded by? You know, what was I involved with? What was I eating? What was my exercise routine? And you'll start to notice these little things that maybe you didn't even realize you stopped doing or you didn't realize were missing from your life, like your long hair, you know? Exactly. (laughs) But you look back and you're like, oh, I was hanging out with like really supportive friends and I was seeing them constantly. Now I don't really have like a good close group of friends. Maybe that's a reason why I'm feeling kind of this like yucky way. Mm -hmm. And you can write down a journal. You can just think about it. You can talk to somebody about it, but it's a really good exercise to just kind of reflect and think about like, okay, what has worked for me in the past? Because life is just trial and error. Some things work for some people and they don't work for others. So- not to dwell on the past to like compare yourself to that person, but just to come up with ideas of what has helped you get out of ruts previously. And like a lot of times if clients will come to me and they have an issue, I'm like, oh, have you ever experienced this before? And like, what did you do that helped? And usually it's like, oh, wait, I do have the answer and this helped me and I should do that again. That's a really good point because even
1: with the whole working out thing, I fell in love with weightlifting and I was so into it for so long. The pandemic hit, gyms closed, I kind of stopped going to the gym. And then I started trying to do different workouts, which were, I still enjoy sometimes like yoga and things like that. But I was trying so hard to like fit into this mold of doing this specifically. Yeah. I want to just do like yoga now. And like, or I just want to do stretching and stuff. And my, when I just was like, kind of went back to what I felt like, you know, now going to CrossFit and doing just more weight training. I'm like, this is what I love. Like, Mm -hmm. why did I, why was I trying to just like, that's what works for me. It's what makes me feel so good and so energized. It's like, I don't need to be putting myself in this, just doing something that doesn't even, I mean, it's trial and error, like you said, but it's like, I don't need to do that just because other people do that.
0: Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, even like part of your routine, like your morning routine or night routine, like maybe you were doing something every morning or could be like super small or I don't know, anything.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. That's a good, very good point. My next thing is just, and I think you had something similar about writing down stuff. First of all, I think lists are amazing. Writing stuff down is just amazing in general. Mm -hmm. Just getting your thoughts out on paper feels really nice. This is something that I think is a really good thing to focus on. And that's write down what you want more of in your life. Just in general, just start thinking of what you want more of instead of what you want less of. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, I need to eat less fast food. I need to, you know, do this less. Be on my phone less. Yeah, I need to be on my phone less. Let's start kind of changing that mindset to what do we want more of? Well, I want more time spent in nature, unplugged, instead of being like, I need to get off my phone and like Mm -hmm. shaming yourself. It's like, I just want to experience more of this. I want to experience whatever it is, more peace in my life. Okay. How am I going to do that? Yeah. Maybe that does mean less time on my phone, but just start, even you writing down those things, you are going to feel so good. Okay. This is an example even when I was writing down the shot list for our recent Balanced Boss photo shoot, Mm -hmm. I felt so good because I was writing down, I'm like, clean space with candle, like fruit bowl with ice water and whatever, like a sleeping well photo with a sleep mask and a journal and a nice pen. As I was writing all these things, I'm like, why does this feel so good for me to be writing down? Totally. Because it makes me feel good to focus on the things that I want more of in my life, which is health, balance, all of those things. Yeah. So when you focus on that, it just, first of all, it does help you become a little more motivated because I feel like when you are focusing on the less stuff, usually that's
0: a negative thing for you. Mm-hmm. So, and you're shooting on yourself also. Like, yeah, you're, I should be doing this less. I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. It's negative. So just think bad. Of, Bad, bad girl. (laughs) Just think of more of the abundance mindset, you know? No, it's true. And the beauty of writing things down. So when you're thinking it in your mind, you know, you can have productive, inspiring thoughts, but when you're thinking it's really hard not to get interrupted by other thoughts. And so it kind of starts to feel a little bit chaotic and then that kind of stresses you out. But when you're writing stuff down like that, because I was just thinking of that as well, even when I was writing all these down, it's like you start to feel like all these points for this podcast episode, Mm -hmm. you just start to feel good and good ideas start to come to you. And then you just kind of keep writing and writing and you're like, wait, no, I'm having like... A Great moment, day. Yeah, like a light bulb moment. And I'm having, yeah, I'm feeling better. So when you're writing it down, it is powerful because it is making you be completely present and kind of quiet your thoughts and just focus on the thought at hand. And then from that thought, it's like, that allows you more space in your mind for better ideas and good ideas and good thoughts to come in. And you're connected to that intuition when you're present. So mm-hmm. love that. Okay. The next thing that I have, actually, this is the last thing that I really have. My last point was do something for somebody else. This is a cliche, you know, the service one, but this will always make you feel better. And again, this is just a reminder because I've been taught this since I was little. Like that's a big thing in our church, like LDS. It's like service, service, service. Mm -hmm. And I just need to be reminded literally every single day about this because when you are feeling really sad, it's usually because you're thinking about yourself me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. And to take yourself out of that space, to start thinking about other people feels so much better and actually can fix your problems because you're no longer judging yourself because you don't even have time because you're thinking about like helping other people. And I believe that service is the best form of self-care, better than anything else that you could do because— It's so true. Yeah, you can— for example, you can make a meal for like maybe a family that you know, if they're going through like a hard time or they're super busy, obviously ask them because it's kind of weird if you just like drop off food, but <laughs> um, write someone a letter, like s- send someone you've been thinking about a nice text, Some like call your grandma, ask how they're doing. When you're talking to somebody, just like actually listen to them. Don't come to them with your problems. It's like Ask them how they're doing. Listen to their problems and just be there for them and try not to be thinking of yourself the whole time. I have a much better time in interviews, in situa- in social situations when I stop thinking about how I'm being perceived and how I'm coming off. And I'm just asking them about themselves mm-hmm. and talking about—totally. And I'm trying to get to know them. And I start—the energy starts going more outwards towards other people and, like, I'm thinking about them and how they're feeling— Instead of how are they seeing me? Do they think I'm cool? Do they think I'm funny? Do they think I'm weird? Do they think I'm annoying? It's like, that's when I start to feel sad and anxious, especially in social situations. And I feel like I'm a better interviewer or when I'm being interviewed, when I am thinking about other people instead of just how am I coming across right now?
1: I think that's also helped me a lot in my fertility journey is genuinely even if I have to trick myself at first being extremely happy for other people who are Mm -hmm. pregnant or who are even all my friends who are pregnant, like feeling just that genuine joy for them. Like it's not always easy, but it's like, I have been in such a good place mentally because I've really been genuinely so happy for others. And I think before it was just very, like you said, like me, me, me based. Like, why isn't this happening for me? Why is this only happening for other people? when I really switched that around and I'm like, wow, this is like such a blessing. Like, I'm so grateful that I get to like be around, you know, just my friends becoming mothers, like what a beautiful thing. And it's like, I'm not saying that's always easy, but that has made such a massive difference in my personal mental health is being able to feel that joy for others. Mm -hmm. And like you said, doing service and I could be better about doing service. I feel like I'm not always the best at like doing physical things, but even just sending out that positive, those positive feelings has helped me a lot. And I will say that I like have prayed super hard to be able to feel that way. And I, I thank God that I do feel that way. Like, I think that's a
0: huge part of it is just being very like, I don't know. Yeah. It it can be hard to be happy for other people. Intentional with that. Yeah. Whenever you can, that saying of, if you can look at other people and ex- what was Alexis friend saying on TikTok? <laughs> what was that thing?
1: Like if, if you can look at other people and they have something you have and you're like happy for them, then yeah. you're more ready to receive it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and it's maybe not even the thing that you want to receive specifically. Like, oh, if I'm happy, this person's a millionaire, I'm going to get a million dollars. But it's yeah. like, if I'm happy that other people are living out their dreams and are, you know, they have wealth, and maybe that's not even monetarily, but just in general, then I'm more able to welcome wealth into my life. Because again, I'm not thinking about me, me, me. Oh, I can't believe they have this. And I don't. It's it's just, it feels so much better to be happy for other people. And a quote that I came up with for myself, because growing up, I felt like I almost felt this draw to being sad. And like, I felt like it was this beautiful thing. And, and, you know, emotions are fun, you know, fun, but they're like, they're part of like the human experience and they can be beautiful and they can have like a lot of meaning and, and teach you a lot, but I would get stuck feeling sad and stuck feeling bad for myself because I almost felt, I felt comfortable in it because I had been doing it so much, but I, started to tell myself, like, never let yourself think that it feels better to be sad than it does to be happy. Because whenever I would be happy, I'm like, nothing feels better than this. Whenever I feel this pure joy and this like feeling in my chest, being sad does not feel better. Even if I think it's beautiful or whatever, it's like, it does not feel better than this. Mm -mm. And so you have to remind yourself of that. I would have to remind myself when I would just almost let myself be stuck in these ruts of sadness. Yeah. It's comfortable a lot of times, like you said. Yeah. It's easier a lot of times to just be like, you oh, know, whatever. It's an excuse. It it's is. an excuse not to do stuff. It's an excuse not to be your best self. You don't have to try. It's just like a comfortable kind of place to sit and and, you know, again, think about me, me, me. And I think everything we're talking
1: about really comes down to that abundance mindset, which is just believing that even when, you know, other people are successful in your industry. That is a good thing. Yeah. That's something I've been realizing lately is like when other podcasts get these like huge deals with Spotify or these, you know, two women-based podcasts like blows up. Mm-hmm. I've felt myself feeling genuine joy. Like excitement, being like excitement, being like, that is freaking awesome. Like, because number one, that actually does benefit me. Like yeah. we're all in this space. That is so amazing. And that proves to me that two girls doing a podcast can be- can do anything. So it can do anything and can be so successful with it. That's amazing. And instead of thinking, why wasn't that me? Why wasn't that me? Well, that's a miserable way to feel anyway. So, and it's not going to help you with your business or with your exactly. mental health at all. So it's not
0: beneficial. Yeah.
1: Feeling that genuine like happiness. And again, sometimes you have to work on that. It's not like if your immediate reaction isn't that, you can
0: get there at yeah. some point. So yeah, don't make yourself feel bad if you are, because everyone gets jealous. Everyone Mm -hmm. compares themselves. And it's very easy to do that on social media. But again, it is a decision that you can make to get out of a rut. And I want, you know, if you've been feeling like you're in a rut and you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you are starting to feel like I just want you to notice that feeling in your chest where it is, you know, almost like that warm swelling feeling of like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling actually motivated. I maybe haven't felt this way in a while. And just notice it. And the more you notice it, the better it feels. Yes, it does. It feels so good, and it kind of
1: expounds. Like the mm-hmm. more you focus on it, it's like I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Like yeah, you I was can be saying, like the
0: Grinch, your heart grows three sizes. Exactly. Love that. Well, okay. I don't have any more points. Do you have any last minute thoughts? I'll end with this. Okay. I think a lot of times
1: we think of creating new habits or getting out of these ruts as just like a huge sacrifice. We're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard to like get up and work out three times a week. Like if that's what you, yeah, I'm just making up a random goal or a a habit that someone wants. Yeah. Easy example. It's like, this is going to be so hard. Like, Oh, I don't know if I can do it. Blah, blah, blah. This is a good thing. Like eating healthier, whatever your goal is, that's going to make your life good. And instead of focusing on like the things you're going to be missing out on, think about the things you'll gain from this new lifestyle or choice you've made. And an example. So this is from the book, Hello Habits. He was talking about how he quit drinking and he was saying like, I don't think everyone needs to quit drinking, but I had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol and it was not serving me at all. And I was in a place where I really did need to quit. And he said, instead of thinking like, oh, I, I can't drink anymore or being like, I shouldn't drink anymore, saying I don't have to drink anymore and kind of turn your attention more towards like the pain you feel when you do drink rather than the advantages you think you'll miss out on. Yeah. Basically, like, instead of being like, oh, I don't want to work out and it's going to be so hard. Think about, well, how you've been feeling very in a rut and not good about your health or whatever, So actually, this is a good thing. You're going to be feeling so much better when you work out. Focus on the positives that you're going to get more, probably more energy. You're going to feel more strong. Like, think about the good parts of like the habits that you're making or the things you want to do instead of about how hard it's going to be, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And again, just focusing on more of that positive energy is going to make you feel better and more motivated instead of feeling like, oh, gosh. Totally.
0: Too much to focus on. It's what you get to do, not have to do.
1: Yeah. So anyway… I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure and tag us on Instagram if you like repost it to your story or anything. We love reposting you guys and chatting with you guys. Um, Make sure you're following our podcast Instagram. It's real cute, real fun. It's at what we said podcast. If you want to keep updated and be a part of these episodes. But we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And that's That's what what we said. said. Bye.